Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah! Perfect Plex Radio. We about to go live on them. Mike Knox, that's with three X's cause he's hardcore Are y'all ready? I go by the name Fred Knox We about to give y'all something special You ready? Welcome back everybody to Around the Blocks with Mike Knox and Chris Platt Wrestling Show And today we give you the Backlash Review. It's simple as this. The greatest match of all time meets the greatest review of all time. Like Charlotte Flair, goddammit. We are here and we are live this Monday morning and simply talking about it. Yes, it's what have to be talked about in the wrestling community, Chris. That is the greatest match of all time. Not really, because it's not Charlotte Flair, but... We had that last night at Backlash again, guys. My name is Mike Knox. You can find me by my namesake. I am loud. I speak loud. And fellas, frankly, if you're not making it get loud, that's your damn fault. And my man, Chris Platt with two T's. Not three. I'm trying to have him change it, but, you know, I can't do anything about it. What's going on, Chris? Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Greetings and salutations, Mike. I'm happy to be here as we review or we give our Backlash from Backlash. You see what I did there? I got that. The Backlash <laughs> from Backlash. But I would think not that many lashings are going to be handed out this week about this pay-per-view. Now, I do have my quarrels. I do have my issues. But I think, overall, this is a very good pay-per-view. I'm going to get that started right here, right now. Yes, it has some drag-out moments. But we're in the pandemic era of professional wrestling, Chris. This was a damn good show. And, Mike, one of the things that keeps I keep replaying in my mind is – how would this show have come across if there was an actual audience? Because, you know, an audience can kill a wrestling show quicker than COVID-19. So I wonder if it would have been the same reaction or we would have had the same, if it would have been the same show had there been a live studio audience. Well, the world may never know, like, how many licks did it take to get to the center <laughs> of a Tootsie Pop? Okay, and, 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 and we're here for the smoke. Good morning to you as well. And you can find this podcast where you can get all the smoke wherever podcasts are sold. You see it right there at the bottom of the screen. You know where we are. You're there. We're there. 
And so we're going to continue to be there. And this show is sponsored to you by 1340 AM Fox Sports, Hopewell, Virginia, and also the chairshot.com hashtag. Use your head, people. Speaking of head, oh, not that kind. That is for <laughs> a different show. But the head of this show and what happened in this show is a lot of things to talk about, Chris, to keep it completely, completely honest with you. And, and not just today, we're going to talk about backlash. We're going to dive into this Paul Heyman situation. What's going on with Raw? Why he's gone? We're going to talk about your favorite, not, your, not the greatest of all time, not the best of all time, but your favorite top 10 wrestlers of all time. And damn it, now that I'm thinking about it, she might have to get put on that list. I might have a redo <laughs> and add Charlotte Flair to the list. But we're going to start off with Backlash because, like he said, the Backlash from Backlash is here. So, Chris, what happened on this show, man? Because I'll I tell you right now, can we just start off with what we need to start off with? And that is... The greatest wrestling match of all time? Not really. Let's start right there. No, not let's really. start there. Let's go. Ahead. Let's start there. No, not really. Now, was it the greatest wrestling match of all time? No, it wasn't. Was it the best match I've seen this year? Most definitely. These yes. guys went out. They put on a hell of a match. This is Orton's magnum opus, as far as I'm concerned. This is his. This is his Jay Z blueprint. Like this is his. Yeah. Because as great of a wrestler as Randy Orton is, we all know that he's great. He's never had that great match. It's kind of like how Alicia Ooh, Keys is a really? great songwriter, but really? she never wrote a great song. You don't really? think he's a great wrestler? You don't think no, he's a great wrestler? I, no, I think he's had some good matches. I think he's had, I think he's had a couple great matches. I'm sorry. I, I would, you know, you're, 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 you got the floor, though, but I, I wouldn't say that about Orton. I think Orton's one of the greatest of all time. And so I disperse Yeah, but I don't think he's ever had that great – he's never had that – Undertaker's okay. uh, Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25. He's never had that Rock Hogan. Okay. He's never had. He's never had the Steamboat Savage. He's never had the Steamboat Flair. He's never had that match. Did that, think, did, did that happen last night? That happened last night. Yes, okay. this is his one. Okay. So on the top of his resume is going to be this match right here. I think they're going to be talking about this for years to come, just like those other matches that I named. So this him and Seth it. at WrestleMania wasn't a classic. It was a classic because ending. it wasn't a rivalry. It was a classic match. Are you saying because it, 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 it wasn't a rivalry classic? Is that what you mean? When you say like classic matches because Orton has some classic matches. So you mean rivalry classic? I would still, you know, have to think about it a little bit more. But I, I would, you know, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying and what you're putting down. And I'm, a, I'm gonna roll it up and smoke it as well because I mean, to come to come to my mind right now, uh, last night was that match. But it's a rivalry classic. I, I, I'm thinking you. I'm trying to help you know lay the foundation for you, brother. No, not at all, because you said it yourself. You'd have to think about some Orton matches. When I name somebody, like if I name Stone Cold, you're going to say WrestleMania 17 versus The Rock. Like, just off the top of your head, I got if I name Kurt you. Angle, you're going to say he who shall not be named at the World Rumble or Shawn Mike at WrestleMania. <laughs> you can name you about 10 I mean? of them. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I, get I, I get the point there. Um, I, I, I let you continue, because I, I want you to go. I, I like where you're going. I'm here where you're going with this one. No, this was just a fantastic match. And I know people are probably going to downgrade it a little bit because the, the the rumor is that they worked a couple of matches and then they went back and cleaned up some of the spots. But God damn it, if you can do it, why not do it? It's the reason why they edit movies and films and stuff <laughs> like that. So why not? The, it, 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 the, it, the WWE Cinematic Universe um, is what you got it again. A, it was a classic wrestling match. Like they literally started out wrestling. And it built. And for those that don't know, you, you know, for the younger listeners, that's how most matches used to go back in Mike and I's day. They would start out wrestling, and then it would just break down into a brawl, and then they would build to that crescendo, get you on the high, and then they bring it home. That's how it went. Are, are you saying I'm, I'm as you're as old as me? Wow. Uh, I feel. Oh, honest. no, I'm not saying that. No, I just <laughs> said we're, we're in the vicinity. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, first of all, 
I will concur with the, the solid yes chant I did in the background when you were speaking respectively <laughs> so, but everybody knew what the yes chant was representing. And that was the best match I've seen all year. And I had to put this in perspective because the stadium stampede match was amazing. And, and you have to take every match for what it is. And I believe you have to also break down matches for what they are. So for the spectacle of a match, Yes, the stadium stampede was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But to the purest eyes of wrestling having in the squared circle and mainly squarely around the ring of the squared circle, this was the best match I've seen all year. And it started off being the best match we ever going to see because of the production by the WWE, first of all and foremost, to have the, the goosebumps come down these arms. When I heard Howard Finkel's voice, may he rest in peace. Yes introduce these two gentlemen. Why I wore the shirt this morning. I switched my wardrobe like I was a woman going on a date this morning. <laughs> I did. And I said I had to go with the Ultimate Warrior shirt because, to me, one of the greatest matches of all time is WrestleMania 6, him and Hogan. And I know people don't like the, the how they advertise greatest wrestling match of all time. New York, what's the dude? What's the idiot JD from New York on YouTube? I don't give yeah. a fuck if you got 40,000 fucking viewers because you're a dickhead and they're dickheads for listening to you. Excuse me, mama, for my French, okay? Because you wouldn't know what a good wrestling match if it smacks you in the face. Because you have to be an intelligent wrestling fan, which this is the show for the intelligent wrestling fan, okay? And that is to understand what wrestling is. And this is no way a jab at anybody who didn't like the moniker greatest wrestling match. I get that. What you like is what you like also, okay? Let's get that understood. But to understand what this was being built for, the rivalry in which they've had, the, the, the subsequently, I know that's not a word, but, you know, a after it's all said and done, Edge getting hurt from this match, we haven't spoke about that yet, okay? And where this match was from the first time it had been the last man standing match, and it's happening in the ring, and them giving homage to Kurt Angle, to The Rock, to Triple H, to Eddie Guerrero, pulling off other moves in this match. The ringmanship, the outside the ring. I said, are we going to get blood? I don't know if it was accurately or cut or not. I saw blood. Okay? And i tell you one thing. Yes, the crowd noise is quite annoying at some points, but it was amazing to still hear it. And I thought, hell, you should have brought that in for WrestleMania. So kudos again to them. Was it the greatest wrestling match of all time? Oh, hell no. But when I put it up there, what I can have to consider the circumstances of this match, suspending my belief, because I heard the ones it was recorded, show me the proof it was recorded. I'm sorry. Because I watched all night long, and I studied the, around the ring all night long. And if I'm wrong, hey, excuse me, I am 45 years old. I do need some glasses like DMC. He the one got the Adidas on. You get me. Okay, but here's the, here's the situation and how it needs to be pulled and how it needs to be pulled back into your eyelids. This match was incredible. This match was between two Hall of Famers, future one, our current, of the best of the, of the last 20 years. I'm sorry, kudos. This match had everything in it, including bringing back the punt that we haven't, the kick to the head we haven't seen since, what, 2013? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. I oh, I apologize, but this was very Never. similar to the uh, Firefly Funhouse in that it rewarded your viewership as a wrestling fan because there was so many callbacks and you brought a lot of them up and, and homage is paid to certain wrestlers, to certain things that these guys had done in the past. Now, as, as far as it being recorded, 
Yeah, I, I can see a couple spots. And, 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 you know, if you went back and watched it, you'll see a couple spots, too, as a content creator. You you can tell yeah, when I something's know. been edited. Okay, 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 like okay. You know I, I, mean? I don't want to suspend my belief, damn it. Okay, okay because this one didn't look, because it didn't, it didn't come off like, other cinematic universe matches. It, it, okay, we're gonna talk about it later. The street poppers and and the, and the Viking Raider stuff. Okay, it wasn't like that. So for me, it wasn't the ladder match. It wasn't the NXT match. It wasn't you know, Ciampa and Gargano. It, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. matches have been taped on TV for years and been edited. So I'm not gonna pick a hole at this one for that being that way. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh no, that I wasn't trying to say that at all. Of course not. Not, not whatsoever. Of course and not. The, my and the whole. Fair enough. And, and and the whole, you know, greatest wrestling match of all time, Monica, they were clearly trolling. They were trolling, trolling guys trolling. like JD from New York, guys like Dave Meltzer. They were trolling those guys. And the fact that they didn't even pick up on the troll is what makes it even more phenomenal. Yeah. But these guys went out there and they busted their asses. Shout out to Edge, as you, you spoke about previously. He did, coming out this match, there's reports that he had a torn tricep. Which, not, not, nothing confirmed, but that's the reports. Yeah, which that's kind of a, typically yeah. that's a yeah. the steroid injury. injury. Hey, I'm you know, not listen, saying. Listen, there's a different kind of steroid you can take in this world. My mother took steroids to live, okay, because she had she was a cancer survivor and she had, you know, so there's different kinds of steroids. There's anabolic steroids and there's actually steroids to help someone of a certain age. You know, like I, I believe what's the uh the the new genics has some mm-hmm. form of a steroid in it. It's just a legal steroid. And I'm saying this is an illegal one that he shoots in his eyes or his arse, or wherever the country you come from. But you know, either way, sorry for age. Yeah, my aunt Betty the same way. So I look at steroids a lot different than people because I grew up with family yeah, like as you did. With Not the kind of in my locker room when I was a kid. And all I heard was one thing in high school, all right? When certain people were taking steroids. All I know is I heard it would make my penis shrivel up. Shrivel <laughs> up, yep. That's all yep. I needed to hear. I didn't care. Yep. Listen, I didn't care. I'm not losing my Johnson. And in this case, my Knox. For nobody, <laughs> all right? I tell my wife all the time, if I get paralyzed and I can't use my Knox, <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Let me go. But back to the wrestling. <laughs> and I mean that being said, I mean A Rod made half of Billy Billy taking steroids, and that would explain why Edge's forty six year old abs look the way they do. So party on Wayne, party on golfer. I'm not the moral police. Do what you do. But yeah, these guys went out here and they put on a hell of a match. Night was it the greatest wrestling match of all time? Of course not. But they damn sure tried their hardest to make it be that, <laughs> didn't they? They, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. absolutely did. And that's where you have to give this match credit. And you look at a pay-per-view for always say, yeah, you have to judge the totality of a pay-per-view. But what your lasting memory of a pay-per-view is supposed to be what always tips over the top, okay? Anti-WWE guys are you want to. You cannot shit on this match. Uh, what happened uh, also on the card? All right, so uh, let, let, let's uh, we'll, we'll go we'll reverse engineer this thing. We'll talk about the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. There. That was what that's what led into the pay per view before the main event, right? Okay. Yes. You, you, you're, okay. I, they I had honestly, ninjas, Mike. I honestly got the question we were asking: Were were they ninjas on ninjas? Because that had been the coolest thing, right? Pop. Like, if, if they were, that's what we're asking ourselves, okay? Shout out to my man, Fulio Jones on the Xbox, all right? Were they ninjas on ninjas? Because that had been the cool. I had mixed feelings. The party seemed to like it. I honestly sat there and uh, I didn't care if that makes any sense. It Was it entertaining? Yes. And that's where I leave it. You know, <laughs> that's, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I look at this and I go, from a wrestling perspective, as we got out of the greatest wrestling match of all time, right? Um, moniker. 
And we see this. This shows you the, 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 how wrestling is the transparency in wrestling, right? Because on one end you have that that that's been in wrestling for years. You know what I'm saying? Just not advertising mm-hmm. a match. And I love the fact that the referee said, "Hey, what are you guys doing? You got a match to do?" And it never even showed the match. So <laughs> that wasn't even the match that we were supposed to get, which makes up for it if you think about it. And being the intelligent wrestling fan, because it wasn't a match. It was a filler for the pay per view, which did its job you know what i mean and because they've led the storyline you saw what was happening in flashbacks i mean hell for for christ's sakes the man had a damn turkey leg come to his hand like normal <laughs> so uh, uh, listen uh, I, I i'm indifferent on the the viking prophets but i did love and why i have my red cups is i'm here for the smoke so there it is <laughs> Shout out to the Thor reference BC dub. I just wanted to let you know that that didn't go unnoticed. So props to you for that one. But I mean, would, if they would have had a traditional wrestling match, would anybody have cared? Nobody would have gave two shits. Blind, blind tag. Because I, there's a wrestling fan that told me that the Viking Raiders, the War Raiders from ROW, or Ring of Honor, was this great and phenomenal tag team. And I feel sorry because I don't see that. And, I, and then there's guys that you may love that can professional wrestle that can be really great, everybody doesn't need to come to the WWE, right? And I get that's the pinnacle. In my opinion, anyway, that's the pinnacle of any guy. Maybe not now, okay? Maybe not now. But 20, 30, 40 years ago, okay, WWE was the tip, was the tip of the iceberg. That's, just, it's, that's, that's what it was, okay? And so I thought, but some guys can't go there because you should know, you should know your audience, right? Knowing your audience is knowing Vince McMahon. Right, he's not gonna take these guys, these chubby, and I know he's done it a few, but the the, the percentage is like you know Trump liking blacks. It's not a lot. <laughs> it's not a lot. It's not gonna happen. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Back to you. Fair, fair, fair enough. I still think WWE is the pinnacle because everybody that gets in this business, their dream and goal is the main event WrestleMania. So I think it's still the pinnacle. But I, I think that these this whole Street Profits, Viking Raiders thing, I think it's been most beneficial to the Viking Raiders because it has allowed them to show a little bit of their personality. And they do have a little bit of personality. In the ring, they're two big guys that are super athletic. And I, the thing is, we don't know if they're getting over or not. We'll, we'll, we'll get That's to that a problem. little bit later right. when, we, when we talk about the whole Paul Heyman thing. We'll right. get to that. But, yeah, we don't know. But, yeah, if they would have just had a traditional wrestling match, I wouldn't have cared. That would have been a spoke break match. But this thing kept me interested. It kept me captivated. It was entertaining. And there were ninjas, Mike. They fought ninjas, man. They had ninjas. They're not supposed to beat ninjas. <laughs> okay. They're not. But they beat ninjas because they they're beat. bad mofos. They're bad melon farmers. Excuse me, mama. I, 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 I get it. I get it. <laughs> can, can we please move on to what should have been the biggest pop of night but was not? I'm going to say I, it. You, go ahead. Pose for him, Bobby. Show him the body. Nobody's poses like you, Bobby. No one looks like you, Bobby. This man starts off this match before the match. With a move that no one has ever used to win a title. Not even Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, a major title. Let me just say that. Okay. So I love the finger for a leg lock. I mean, I'm sorry. Wrong move. Full Nelson. Excuse me. Uh, if you will. Brain fart. But come on, man. Like, this match was good. And I'm just mad at the outcome, to be honest. Let's keep it real. Because when you hear the stuff with Paul Heyman that happened, and we're, again, talk about that. And both these guys are 
Heyman guys is what we're reading, right? And mm-hmm. what's wrong with giving Bobby the belt? As we do a show, Belt Kings right up against champions, okay? And we talk about champions. And I look and we study these things. A lot of your favorite champions didn't have the belts for 46, 56, 74 days, right? And I'm not saying take it off necessarily of Drew McIntyre. I'm a Drew guy, okay? But if you ever want to get Bobby over, I think he all he's, he's – he's, what do you think? Because I, I, I love the match, but my opinion of what I wanted is clouding – Right now, my opinion to you guys out here that's listening right now. I'm just being honest because I, I love the match. I thought it was a great match. I love how it started. I love all of it. I love everything but the god darn finish. And I said, if she comes out there, he loses. And she came out there, so he loses. It doesn't take anything away. It, it gets to probably finish that off how he walks off and leave her. We know that's coming. I get it. But damn, 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 damn. I wanted Bobby Lashley to win that title. And yes, I'd have heard all you, well, he only won the title because it's Black Lives Matter. I don't care. <laughs> I wanted him to have that belt. So first off, gr- growing up as a skinny kid, I-, I was putting quite a few full Nelsons in my day. Let me let you guys know, that move is mad effective. It, it works. works. It hurts. <laughs> Thank you. I love you too. But I, I agree with you. Everything you said, I agree 10,000%. And so what? He only won the belt because Black Lives Matter. Booker T only won the belt in WCW because there was a racial discrimination lawsuit. It don't matter how it happens. Uh, just make it on. happen. Learning stuff I hear. So for the intelligent wrestling fan. <laughs> Rewind that. I don't think they heard you. Why did Booker T win that title? Booker T won that title because WCW was fighting a racial discrimination lawsuit at the time. If you recall, he was a mid-carder. And then all of a sudden, he's in the main event. And, and we, well, no hate, no no disrespect to Book at all, man. I love me some Book. For real, for real. Can you but it, it is what it is. Sucker. Sucker. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. But no, that, I mean, so so what? So this match, I love the match. I was going to be, I, I'm not going to say I was going to be disappointed in the outcome either way. No, but. Because I'm really enjoying Drew as yeah, champion. I absolutely. think that the title fits him well, and I don't think that it was time to take the belt off of him. But I was still like you. I was pissed off by the finish, too. I wanted Bobby to win for obvious reasons. So maybe don't book the match. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe it wasn't time for this match yet. You know what I mean? So what's going to happen now? Did you just heat Lashley up so McIntyre would have a credible opponent and then you're going to push him right back down the card? Is that what's well, going to happen? Well, hopefully it doesn't go back to what wrestling had used to be but hasn't been lately but tried to be back lately. And I oppose that to, to, to straighten that line to tell you how maybe he could we'll see it again. Just history tells us we won't. You know what I mean? So, you know, we, we hope they're changing things. We don't know because, again, what's happening and what we know backstage and why some of the placement of this pay-per-view and it being pre-recorded, um, you know, placements were kind of off a little bit. Um, also, on the night of this match, um, we do get the universal title between Braun Strowman and The Miz and Morrison, which to me was hot-sided here um, very quickly off of, off of what was going on. Um, entertaining, though, okay, because The Miz is The Miz. Morrison, yeah, I liked when they, they change it before the match starts and they say it was not going to be for – uh, you know, if y'all y'all got to share it, whoever pins them is the champion. And he goes, oh, I, I can totally see you being a champion. He gives him his look. It's, it's things like that that I think are great. Like when when Sasha uh, Banks got the, the title thrown to her tonight by by be like, here, hold this belt for me. The look she gave her those are those are little Easter eggs to what's supposed to be to come. And and it because Morgan has to break up. It's just 
anyway, maybe not now. They're, they're, to me, they're just a new version of DX. That music video was amazing. and everything. That was the best part of the match was the music video. <laughs> As my man said, you know, shout out to Scotty Diggs. Hey, that thing's slapping, he said. I don't I quite know what that means. That's a younger word, but I quite understood that it meant that it was hot to him, right? So it was slapping, all right? So as the kids say, I, I don't know if I can say that again. It, it was slapping. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's, that's your age group, not mine. I, I should say it was fire, right? It, it was hot. You know what I mean? And it was funny. But the match, I mean, it's, it's Braun Strowman. Uh, you built this monster up to beat Brock Lesnar. So who are we supposed to be, think that can beat him other than Bray Wyatt in the pandemic because has things in a, in a chokehold right now? But to so that match, I take it for what it was worth as well. Um, what else we had after that, before that or whatever? So after that, I do have to give a shout out to uh, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I thought this was a really entertaining match. And I've been enjoying this feud. Now, now we went on these airwaves, and you talked about Jeff Hardy starting on the pre-show for the last pay-per-view. And I said, well, let's see it play out. Let's see what happens. Do you feel differently about no. the direction that they're going with? You don't no. feel differently. Not okay, I'm just going to stop talking then. Not There's no need for me to even finish no, my statement. No, if you, if, you, if you have an audience, <laughs> speak to your audience. I, I, I personally thought this is the worst thing of the night. Really? I did. I thought... Um, and this is this is why this is no disrespect to the guys at all, whatsoever. I am not thinking it's a, it's an I, I I don't like the wrestling fan. Okay, again, this is me. You're entitled to your opinion. This is where I stand on my perspective. I don't like the fan. This has always been my objective since I started doing radio. Okay, mm-hmm. is to clear your mind of having a loyalty, right? To enjoy it at its purest of what it's supposed to be that's my thing when it comes to the stupid battle over phones over gaming systems i don't care whoever gives me the best product is the best person i'm gonna go spend my money with that's how i am i don't have a loyalty to sony i don't have a loyalty to apple i i I, you know that's who i prefer apple i prefer xbox but i that's i have them all you know what i mean i don't have a loyalty give me the best product and in wrestling wrestling purist is at its form of I don't like the fan that says or rips them for using a storyline of him being an alcoholic. That's wrestling. Wrestling has always used realism to be portrayed out in the ring. That's what makes it great. Any wrestler will tell you that they want a real problem brought to real life because that brings them real heat. Okay? So I'm okay with that. It's just, where do you go? I get the pre-show match. I've made fun of it being a pre-show match. But now he loses. To Seamus, and I'm a Seamus guy. Does that mean Seamus is next against Drew McIntyre? Like, what does that exactly mean, Chris? I'm here for that because they would beat the holy hell out of each other. I'd love to see a Seamus Drew McIntyre program. But so then, what about Jeff Hardy? So then, what about let let's, it play out? Okay, so like I said, that was, that was a low point for me in the night. Okay, but what was a high point for me in the night was the six women. Yeah, that is match. a high point. Okay. Okay, now that's a great high point, you know. They're the one gonna get in trouble, not I. Okay, because hey, we want Too some dose belly. Okay, and Sasha Banks. Okay, Chef's kiss. And the Iconics, who say what you will, they have everything about them great in wrestling. Maybe not the in ring. It's what mm-hmm. it is. It's why I think Mella is money, although Mella can't really go in the squared circle. Mm-hmm. They just have these things about them that is great. Okay. And I and shout out again to you know find out what's probably actually going on with 
um, got a little feedback, uh, going on with um, Alexa Bliss. And that is um, maybe the injuries that has taken over. And excuse me for the technical difficulties, guys, uh, uh, with the injuries. So, like, Nikki Cross is taking a lot of the wrestling in the matches for her in this. Um, I actually thought the match was good from everything about it, from the, the coming in the ring, the, the end of the match, just watching these girls do their thing was amazing to me. I'm, I'm here for Bailey and Sasha. I'm here for Bailey and Sasha. They continue. I don't want them to continue. I want them to go ahead and start writing this wall to this, to the driver between these girls, but I'm okay with the slow build. Okay. I'm okay with that. I think wrestling is great with slow builds. I think these girls, I, I love it. I love everything about this match, except for again, the end. And here's why. Um, again, uh, someone pointed this out yesterday is normally when someone does the finishing move on the top rope, they're the ones that get picked up and thrown out the ring. So the person who got the match finished on would get the pinfall and it didn't happen that way. So I was a little, you know, scared by that much. But besides that, I thought that was pretty good. Your thoughts about that match? No, I agree. And I like the ending because it's, it's something different. We always, for the last 20 years, we've been begging wrestling to do something different. And then when they do something different, we still bitch about it. Now, I mean, granted, everything doesn't work, but right. we, obviously we got to try some new things. But yeah, I love this match. I love the Bailey and Sasha thing. And that's another critique that they have about, that people have about WWE on the internet. They said that they can't do long-term storylines, which there's some validity to that. Absolutely. But th they've done this storyline very well. And, and it's I'm, been going I'm for a while. And it's been yes. going on for a while. These girls yes. have been at it almost a year now at this, you know, competitive respect thing, right? Mm -hmm. Best friend competitive respect thing. Um, another title that was on the line was in the pre-show, though, which gave us Apollo... Uh, Apollo... <laughs> versus um, Andrade in the corner with uh, Selena Vega and Angel Garcia. Decent match. I thought it was a pretty good match, pre-show match. I thought it was pre-show worthy, to be honest. I was okay with that. I think a match like this where that fed in the card with Kevin Owens at ringside, I thought fit in the card pretty well. Overall, I thought it was a pretty good match as well. Um, I don't think we uh, – and then we had the women's match between Asuka yes. and, and, and Nia Jax, which I also thought was great for what it's worth, mm -hmm. okay? Say what you want to say about Nia Jax, okay? They put a good match on you today, hard-hitting Asuka, proving that she's Asuka, okay? And still being mm -hmm. that machine, when she wants to go, she can go. And I use the word machine because I used, I think last week's show also said comparisons to Samoa Joe and her, okay, as far as what they can do. So I'm here for that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that the only other Nia Jax match that I enjoyed more was her versus uh, Ronda Rousey. I thought that was a really good match. But yeah, this was a great match. So shout out to Asuka. And shout out to Nia because it takes two to tango. Overall, overall grade for this pay-per-view, Chris? I'm going to go four out of five Sting United States Championships. That's where I'm going with this. I really enjoyed this show from top to bottom. There wasn't a bad match on the card. I was entertained by everything. The greatest wrestling match of all time delivered. And Mike, they had ninjas. <laughs> they had ninjas, Mike. Ninjas. Well, they own ninjas, though. That would be even greater. <laughs> I got to still say that. Ninjas on ninjas. I'm going to give this four out of five rated R superstar spinner championship belts. All right? Because it was that good between these two. Um, 
for what they tried to put on, the trolling that they put on for, what they still try to live up to by selling it. Two of the greatest that ever do it, doing it and doing it well. Uh, shout out to LL Cool J for that reference. And listen, I'm sorry, four out of five. That's just that that let it for me, and I'm gonna let it sit right there and let you stick with you. But like we we'll always say, comment below. Let us know what you thought about it as well. Um, a little side note, it was, and it is this thing that has hovered over this pay per view a little bit there, Chris, and that would be this situation, if you will. Not even situation, because it's been a, a, a determining factor that Paul Heyman is out as Lee Booker of Monday Night Raw. And taking with him is a couple of his ideas. Those that, And now we're hearing other words out there now. You know, I'm not normally a speculation guy. I've always patted myself on not being a speculation guy via the dirt sheets, okay? But there's been proof. This has been, you know, Sports Illustrated. Okay, those are credible sources to me. Uh, more than say your your typical Metzger and you know other guys. That's just me. Um, but uh, came out. So let the people know what's actually actually happened for those who don't know with Paul Heyman and what we're actually talking about, Chris. Please. So Paul Heyman this week and WWE actually put out a statement via Twitter saying that they had relieved Paul Heyman of his duties as the head of Raw. Uh, so kind of a little bit of the backstage scuttlebutt. We're hearing that. Uh, yeah, he's out. And I mean, this is the thing. As soon as he was put in place of that in that position, we knew he was on the clock anyway. That's yeah. just kind of how this works. Like, right. you know, everybody gets fired at some point in time by Vince McMahon. The only reason Hunter hasn't been fired yet, he probably wanted to fire yeah, Hunter like demoted. times. He was demoted. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was demoted. Just, yeah, he, he's been demoted, allegedly. But that's what this is. The only <laughs> reason he ain't been fired. Different yeah. title, correct. <laughs> but the only reason he ain't been fired is because he's family. He can't fire family. But, I mean, we knew going into this. Plus, dirty little secret, Vince doesn't like Paul. So it was only a matter of time. Plus, if the ratings suck, because that's, that's what we're saying. That's, that's what, what they're the, saying. Uh, it's the ratings, what is, right. Is that this happened. Paul Heyman was relieved of his duties because of the sagging ratings, which I don't know if I buy that because of everything that's going on right now. All ratings are down or going to decline across the board. So they're saying that was the issue. And another issue that I heard, which doesn't really make sense to me, is that some of the scuttlebutt is that some of the people that he was trying to book, Vince didn't know whether or not they were over. He didn't think they were getting over, which frankly, that doesn't make that that sounds like some notes or bullshit because that doesn't make sense to me. Because how in the bloody hell could you possibly know if they're getting over because it, it, without a live studio audience, you don't know who's getting over. So initially, they say that it was supposed to be a long term plan for Paul to rebuild Raw and to make some new stars, but because of the sagging ratings, because Vince didn't know whether or not the guys were getting over and the gals were getting over. He made a decision to relieve him of his duties. Now, taking over for him is now Uncle Bruce Pritchard. So he's going to be the lead with SmackDown and Raw, and they're combining the writing teams of both shows, and they're going to be doing both shows, which that just sounds like a big cluster. And as much as I love Uncle Bruce, he's a hell of a storyteller. He's basically a Vince McMahon parent. So he's going to do what makes Vince happy. Uh, Mike, I'm a little disappointed with this news. I think Raw's been really good under Paul Heyman. Obviously, he only had so much influence, but his fingerprints were all over this thing. And, I mean, they were pushing new guys. And it takes time to get new stars over. It takes time, y'all. He was pushing new guys. And the shows were coherent. And there were storylines that were coherent. And you can't all, you can always say that about Raw in the past. Raw tends to be a little schizophrenic from time to time. So I'm disappointed with this news. And 
I, I guess we'll just see what happens, right? Um, I have been dubbed as a Paul Heyman hater. And I've always told people that was wrong. I just will always still state the same thing I've always stated that, that uh, you know, I, I didn't like ECW at its core of what people liked about ECW because it's just I didn't like the wrestling of ECW necessarily. The great wrestling stood out versus the ones that wasn't so great to me. But I've never doubted Paul's mind. I've always thought Paul Heyman was is, is awesome in what he does, point blank, period. He has his post personally, in my opinion, on what's actually going on. It's like it's like with music. You have certain artists that are older artists that can translate very well. Chris Brown, right? He seems to move with the time. Where Usher hits and misses, right? So with Paul Heyman, he's always knocking out the park because he's listening to what's going on, and he's he's a true wrestler at, at the same time and a true visionary of wrestling also at the same time. Everything Paul was doing to me was working. Every single thing. We've talked about this on the show. You talked about that with your friends on Pod is War and so forth. Wrestling on Raw, from a wrestling fan's perspective of our elk, was, in, was, be, was very enjoyable. And you're right. How can you see who's getting over and who's getting not getting over when there's no live crowd? You have social media. Social media, although our, no one watches live television anymore, especially right now, without crowds. So um, outside of the, the last dance, everybody's numbers are down. Right. So they watch wrestling. How do they watch wrestling? You wake up, you pass out. So the network, I don't have to really get to it right away. I can start it an hour late and be perfectly fine. So you're, you're getting your information picks and pieces. OK, but overall, Raw Angel Garza, um, people liked Ricochet and, and people respect Ricochet. OK, build them properly. What's going on with Bobby Lashley and MVP breaking up that mess with him and, and Lana and things like that. I believe and most fans believe that Paul was doing a great job. And I also said this before. Vince has got to let it go. Unless Vince is actually, what's, what's that word uh, from our, one of the greatest mothers of all time in television, Claire Huxtable, I brought you in this world, I take you out. So is Vince trying to take out his own product? Because if that's what he's trying to do, if self-destruction and he's headed for self-destruction is what he wants, then that's what he's ultimately going to end up getting when he keeps making moves like this that goes against the grain of what professional wrestling is. Yes, you can always have a squirrel gets a nut, Hell, there, there's plenty of fish now, isn't there? Back in my day, you had to earn yours. Now you just go a little app and get it anytime you want to, no matter how you look. <laughs> Big or small, fat or white. You don't matter. You're going to get it eight all right. So there it is uh, with the Paul Heyman situation. I just think it's a sad moment. And, and, and I'm not saying SmackDown hasn't flourished also, but SmackDown and Raw are two different programs, Chris. Smack, well, SmackDown hasn't flourished, but I, I, I do have to take contention with something that you said. You called clear. Well, I like what's going on with the Intercontinental Championship division and everything like that. And I know Paul Heyman, the rumors are of Heyman leaving because him and AJ didn't get along because of the stuff with, with uh, the release of Gallows and them like that. Again, those are things until I hear concrete evidence from one of them is confirming that. I just grain of salt for me. Okay, but real quick, I, I do take contention. You, you, you said that uh, Claire Huxable was one of the greatest of I'm television sorry, I was wrong. of all time. The greatest! Mother of all time on television. I apologize. No, no, of no, all no, time! No, no. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I was about Sorry. to do it, but you did it better. <laughs> but yeah, man, so this is, I, I don't know what's happening here. And I, I do know what's happening, but I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this is just Vince. The irony of this whole situation is the one melon farmer that probably needs to be fired is the one melon farmer that cannot be fired. 
that's what we're, what's going on here. And I mean, we've talked about it on these airwaves, and I don't say this making light of the situation. I'm not trying to make fun of him. I'm not picking. I'm not poking. I'm not prodding. I'm not saying this trying to be funny. I say this in all sincerity. He's not there. There's some mental stuff going on with Vince, and you can see it when he comes out. This is the reason why you don't see Vince on TV all like that. Look in his eyes. Uh, Kate, the Kate, eyes don't lie, The Chico. eyes don't lie. Kate's, Kate, look, Michael Jordan with the genres. He, he drinks a lot, right? <laughs> you saw the last dance, right? But no, like you say, I mean, yes, the food fight was okay. It was entertaining. But we're grown men. The bar fight came off a lot better. It was the same exact action, but done more maturely, more what these grown men would do as opposed to a food fight. Yeah, funny. And that's the Vince humor that we still live with today, that today ain't working, Vince. Don't you see the world is changing? You have to change. You had a chance to go ahead and not just say, oh, Kofi Kingston's the first black champion of all time, but hey, let's just throw Bobby Lashley and just throw it in there on a pay-per-view without a crowd who can't give the reaction. Your storyline is the reaction. What you give us is what we're going with. So he wins that title and Drew McIntyre and him have a war that built the superstar, that built another champion, that quietly gave you a title of somebody else. And it, and it changed the perception of what's going on in the company. A lot of things could have been doing here that I think um, I, I just hope continue as a wrestling fan and as a WWE fan continue to pan out for the better, Chris. Um, but before we got out of here, Right before we got out of here, I had a little fun over the weekend and gave out my 10 favorite wrestlers of all time list. Now, hear me out, people. They're not your list. You don't have to like them. I may not like yours. Hence, your favorite list. Now, we can have a debate when you say Mount Rushmore is four. That's a debate on who you put there. That's the greatest. And you have to put in perspective again. What makes you the greatest professional wrestler? In my opinion, it's mic skills, in-ring ability, storyline, history, and merchandise sales. Where are you fucking over? Okay? If you're not those five things, you can't be on that list. And so when it comes to that five things, even my favorite and who I think is the best isn't the best because they didn't do all five things. So when I say my favorites list, it's my favorite. It's what I connected with. It's what I love. It's, it's, and I came up with this because I was watching um, NXT and I was talking to my children and I was um, talking with Mo underscore Eden Belt King extraordinary himself. And I was asking for this week's show, which tomorrow airs tomorrow, which is going to be the women's championship from the 90s era. You know, Miss Jackie, Trish Stratus, those girls, that particular title. And I was like, well, what's your favorite? And who's your favorite? And he couldn't give me one. And it made me think, like, damn, who is my favorite wrestlers of all time? And so that made me give you this list. Again, you heard my. There it is. Number one, HBK. Number two, 1AB, Brett the Hitman Hart. Number three, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Number four, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Number five, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, The Rock. Number six, I have the shirt on the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> number seven, Eddie Guerrero. Number eight, Triple H. Number nine, the great Muda. And number 10 is where I cheat, right? <laughs> and I give you Barry Windham, beautiful Bobby Eaton, and CM Punk. All right, because I, I don't think my oldness can, can separate them from that being a, a tie there. And again, I said my favorite list because I can relate to all these guys. And I thought it was very cool how people responded and put up the list and how different but yet the same your list can be. And, it, and, it, and I just love that kind of comment. Nothing to argue about. It's your list. 
why they're your favorite, who they're favorite, why are they there, right? Like, Dusty Rose is what got me into wrestling, you know what I mean? And, and then, like, you have, like, Eddie Guerrero was just this all things that what you can think wrestling could be to me. Right, he's this little guy that can really, really, really go in the ring. He can talk. He's 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 good looking. He 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 can do it all. Right, and it was just amazing for me. And then it was the Macho Man, which is this this cockiness that Macho Man had that to me no one has ever cared, or, you know, carried so much more. And then it was the Great Muda that introduced me to an international style of wrestling that I've never seen before. Paint face, you know, face painted, and he's taking on Dusty Rose. He's taking on. Um, Rick Flair's taking on Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? He got green mist coming out of his out of his out of his mouth. And it was people like Bobby Eaton, who I couldn't stand in the Midnight Express. But I can recognize how great he was at what he was doing. And that's why this is, you know, just a little piece of me to you. Chris, you got a top 10 favorite wrestling list of all time? Oh, I don't, man. Let, let, let me see if I can get to 10 just off the top of my head in no particular order. I, I would go uh Rock, Sean Mike. Booker T, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Stone Cold, uh, Rey Mysterio, uh, Ric Flair. Guy, you know, you got to have Rick in there somewhere. Uh, that's eight. So. so I need two more slots. <laughs> two more slots. Um, two more slots, I would go. You see, you have an attitude error kind of top ten there. I, no, I'm trying to dig back deeper. I'm trying to <laughs> dig, dig, dig a little deeper. Favorite. No, 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 I'm digging. Dig. I'm going. Uh, maybe Ron Simmons mm -hmm. and probably but, Scott Steiner. I'm saying, go ahead and just say bad news, Brian. It's okay. <laughs> I'll say Scott Steiner just off the top of my head. Shout out to King Vaughn Jr. 720 on the Twitter says, give him Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker, Macho Man, Ric Flair, Edge, Eddie Guerrero, CM Punk. My man, Grandbody P, uh, Undertaker, Rock, Booker T, Naomi, Sinsuke Nakamura, mm. Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair, Kane, Austin Batista, Mia Yim. Um, shout out to my man, Rob, uh, Undertaker, Rock, Edge, Bret Hart, Macho Man, Kofi, Chris Jericho, Booker T, Goldberg, DDP. My man, Scott Diggity, The Rock, Stone Cold, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Triple H, Billy Kitman, Sting, Edge, <laughs> Luchasaurus, and Big E Langston. <laughs> Yeah, I, I paused and laughed at that myself, and he explained it to me why. He said, for a new generation, and he likes it. He likes big guys that can move like that. Your list, I love it, right? And then we had my fair. man, uh, Big Rod, the big guy uh, in the belt kings, Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar, Ultimo Dragon, The Rock, Stone Cold, Ric Flair, RVD, who was on the outside of my top ten list, by the way. I forgot about RVD. Chris I forgot about Benoit, RVD. And you can – you can, um, Interchangeable is from eight and ten in him as well. Yeah, RVD is it's, it's un, yeah. undeniable. RVD, he he's what I, I would like. take out. Yeah, he's what I love most about ECW. He's why I said yeah. th that's what made me finally stop and stare and look and become a fan. Not that I didn't watch it, but become a fan. When I saw RVD on the screen for the first time, I said, "Yo, mm -hmm. this." And, I, and then from there, I became an ECW fan of his matches with him and Taz and him and Sabu, things like yeah. that. My man Andre Miller. Goldberg, Ultimate Warrior, Sting, Chris Benoit, Booker T, Bret Hart, um, I'm sorry, Undertaker, Rock, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and Ahmed Johnson. And listen, comment below, let us know. A little fun time right there. Like, I just love lists of your favorites, you know what I mean? And out of that, my man, and that's what it was. Uh, here it is, right here. Uh, Mr. Peter Flaherty, 
says his personal favorite, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ted DiBiase, Honky Talk Man, Macho Man, Roddy Piper, Mr. Perfect, Ravishing Rick Rude, Rick the Model Mantel, Val Venus, and Papa Shango. And I just go, it's a lot of mega on that list, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> you're entitled to that. And, um, but he also posed the question that he thought the Attitude Era was the worst era in professional wrestling. And you comment below, let us know. We'll probably bring that back to the forefront next week. Give us something to go ahead and add to the program. Was the Attitude Era the most dangerous era in professional wrestling, meaning it ruined wrestling? And just to leave you a little bit of a sneak preview, I would agree with Mr. Peter Flaherty. Chris, your thoughts? I agree as well. I think that it was the greatest time in professional wrestling, but the damage that it's done in its wake has ruined the business. Mm. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Listen, where can they find you at, Mr. C.P. Platt? And you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C. Platt. Uh, you can find me all over the chairshot.com. Um, I'm Pod is War every Thursday. Myself, Andrew Belaz, and Commissioner P.C. Tunney. Three Man Weave, myself, uh, P.C. Tunney, and Ray Cash. I also made a, a, I made a run-in this week on Bandwagon Nerds. They had a, a situation they were talking about with uh, HBO Max removing Gone with the Wind from their thing. That's their way of fighting social injustice. And it was kind of an Ask a Black Dude segment. So let, I was let, on there. Let me, let, me, <laughs> let me not get into the how I talk about the HBO Max. And, 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 and not just that, just overall about HBO Max. I'm completely disappointed in it. I'm giving it a second month, although I, I canceled it and reordered it back the same weekend. HBO Max, I'm not happy with you right now. I am not HBO Max and in Climax, and I just tell you that much. But I damn sure Disney Plus and Thrust, and I still Netflix and chill. But damn it, where can I HBO Max and Climax? Because right now, your Max and ain't Climax and shit. Okay. With that being said, you already know where you can find me in all these podcasts as well below, guys. Listen, for it. we'll be back next week. Listen, do not wake up tomorrow morning and say to yourself, I love me some me. And don't love God. And don't know that Charlotte Flair is the greatest professional women's wrestler of all time. We out of here, y'all. Fingers. Yeah. Perfect Plex Radio. We about to go live on him. Mike Knox. That's with three X's because he's hardcore. Are y'all ready? I go by the name Fred Knox. We about to give y'all something special. You ready? Ready? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.